I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Hi guys, welcome to Trust God Bro, where we talk about what it means to trust God in all parts of our lives. So who am I? What is this? So my name's Dayton Rumbled. I'm a junior at Illinois State University where I get to study computer science and I love Jesus with all my heart. So I just wanted to take some time in this episode to actually talk about what it means to trust God in everything. So each episode, the way it's set up is I'll have a guest come and we're going to talk about a certain topic that they have some experience in and we'll just give applications on what that means so kind of the reason like what is trust god bro like what is why did i do this you know well i was doing it because everyone was like dayton start a podcast dayton start a podcast like okay so here you go no i'm just kidding i I just wanted to do it so (laughs) basically like you see it everywhere it's on like the dollar bill it's on t-shirts notebooks but like what does it mean to trust god it's kind of a vague thing. I feel like you're going through some trial and someone gives you advice and they're like, hey, like with your, with your job, like I know you're unemployed right now, but uh, just trust God. And you're like, okay, thank you. Let me just uh, trust God here. Yeah. Um, And so I, I know that might sound cynical, but I think it's natural when it's hard to understand. So, I just wanted to break it down in all parts of lives. What does that mean? And really, so this episode, I'm just going to give you guys some quick application. And I'm going to give you a step-by-step how to do it. That sounds very a blanket statement, a blank statement, you know. How, how can you do that? But trust me, just hang in here and it'll make sense. So, I'm going to start with an analogy and then I'm going to go into the how-to. Suppose for a moment you're on a plane so you're cruising through the skies, and, you know, all of a sudden you get this notice, kind of like Liam Neeson type deal, where you get a call on a plane, but they tell you it's like, the plane's going down. And someone walks over, and he slides a parachute underneath you, your seat, you know? And so you're like, you know this plane's going down, like, for sure, 100%, and you got this parachute, parachute below you. Do you think you would leave that parachute just there? Or do you think you would, like, put it on and, like, get ready, you know? So even if you put on the harness and it's, like, kind of uncomfortable and you're sitting there, it's kind of lumpy, you're looking around, no one else has got a parachute, and they're they're pretty comfortable flying, but you know that this parachute's going to save you. You would take great delight in, in, in the parachute. And so you wouldn't just, like kind of put it on haphazardly, you'd make sure that this bad boy is strapped on as best as you can. So in the same way, when we trust God, it's like we're going to hold on to him, like Jesus, the parachute, totally, since he's our savior. And so what it means is just like you're trusting only in him. And so, you know, we, we talk about death rates sometimes, but the death rate for the world has always been the same, 100%. Everyone will die, and you may not claim that you're trusting in something else, but everyone is looking to something to give them meaning, worth, and significance. So it could mean your job, it could mean your 401k, or your seashell collection, or maybe your Jamaican bobsled team. But naturally, like, we're going to trust ourselves 
every day. We're going to trust ourselves and not God. We hate God. This is just the nature of, of mankind. And so every single person that's lived has turned their backs on God. But God came down, and he didn't just leave us to our own devise, but he came down, Jesus, fully human, and he trusted God the Father perfectly, so much so that he went to the cross, and he died, and he suffered a death that I deserved, and everyone in the world deserves, so that whoever loves him supremely and trusts in him will live. And so, to trust God, or more essentially to become a Christian, is to trust Jesus like that parachute. And I'm not going to look to my own goodness, or even, like, you know, religiosity, or my own generally good heart, you know, it's kind of good, because it's not the parachute. And at the end of the day, anything besides the parachute is not going to save you. You know, one day, the trap door below everyone's feet is just going to fall out, and we're all going to be falling infinitely and faith in Jesus Christ is the only hope that we have but it's a sure hope so this gives us joy like thinking about this just fires me up you know and it's like what do you do so you guys you guys feel me you guys with me um good all right so how do I trust God that's kind of what you came to how do I trust God with everything so I got this from a really godly guy that does ministry in Mexico. And so when the stuff I'm going to share, you might want to write it down or just tuck it away in the back of your head, but just listen up. So how do I trust God? So the first thing you want to do is you want to read your Bible. And not only read your Bible, but ask your Bible, ask God's Word questions. So I would say these four questions would be some good questions, actually six questions. So, as you read your Bible, ask, like, who is God? What is the saying about God and his character? And what is the saying about what God has done? What has God done in this passage? And what has God decreed? What does this say uh, about life and the way things are? Then ask, what will he do? Is there a promise that this has? Is there something here? So, ask, what will God do? And then ask the text, what does this say about Jesus? And what does this say about me through Jesus? And so understanding God through these questions is really good for this for the next step. So it only makes sense. So hypothetically, say I read this piece of scripture that says God is holy. And I just look at God and I'm overwhelmed by his holiness. And it's like, God, he's holy. You know, he, he can't accept anyone around him. But the, the important part about when we turn to, like, what does this say about me through Jesus? You see that since Jesus died for me and I'm accepted in God's sight through Jesus, through faith in Jesus, it means that God's for me. He's 100% for me, for me, for me. And once you understand that, it gives you joy. And joy leads to obedience. And so as you read his word and you ask these questions, it will change your heart. So it's like, not to the point, if you don't have joy, it's like you're going to die. You're either going to go to legalism and try to do a bunch of, you know, moralistic things and then, or you're just going to walk away from the faith. You know, it's like, I can't do it. This is pointless. And so that's why joy leading to obedience is necessary in order to have joy we need to see how God is for us through Jesus 
And every time you read your Bible, you just want to ask these questions and think about how this works. And as you stare into it and meditate on it, just kind of like a Jolly Rancher, like stick it like in your mouth, you know, think about it, stick it in your brain and just roll it around from one side to another. And that's what meditating on like a verse is. It's just kind of rolling around in your brain. You just keep saying it over, looking at it a different way, upside down. What's it like kind of feel like? What's it smell like? And you're just interrogating it. And as this happens, you start to change. So I'd write these six questions down and just like I wrote it in my Bible, just the front cover. So every time I open my Bible, I can see it says, I'll say it again, who is God? What has he done? What will he do? What does this say about Jesus? What does this say about me through Jesus? And this leads to us saying God is 100% for me, which leads to joy which leads to obedience, and obedience is trusting in God. Do you guys see the pattern in that, how that works? So you guys, that's pretty much it, what my couple things for how to trust God in all parts of our lives. And you may just be like, all right, cool. And I think what this does, it's not like you're taking a piece of scripture and you're like, you're looking around the Bible and you're like, all right, I want to know how to trust God in X... And so I'm going to like just like pick out all the scriptures for that. But it's just like a daily thing of just like you're reading the Bible and you're seeing it from like start to finish on what it's saying. We're not putting ourselves for what God should say, but we're seeing what God says and letting that make an impression on us. So in order not to leave anyone in the dust, I wanted to give an example of how this works of a verse. So the verse I wanted to do was John 15:5 because I've spent a good amount of time during this past summer and it's made a big impact on my life and just as I read this verse it, there, there's more meanings that just come out and come out and so I just want to talk about it give this an example and then peace out so Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's talking about what it means to be in Jesus in this chapter so John fifteen five says I am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and I in him he is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Let me read it again so it's in your mind. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Clear? You guys got it? Alright, so let's go on to the questions. Who is God? What is it saying about God? Well, you see it says, he's the vine, he's saying that if we abide in him we're going to bear fruit so you see that God is strong you know he sees you see he's your life force he's compassionate he's letting us abide in him you see that this is leading us to life and he wants us to rely on him he says that he wants us to see how strong he is as the vine that's why we're nothing in this and you see he loves us. So just seeing simply it's God's kind. He loves us. What has God done in the scripture? Well, he says he's offered us a way that we would be able to abide in him. And what has he decreed? And what a decree might be something, you might not be familiar with that word, but something like a decree would be like the wages of sin is death. And that's just the way things are. And so it's like it's something that God says and it's the way it is. So the way it is in the scripture is that Christians apart from God 
are paralyzed. They're helpless. You know, we can do nothing. And so what does he promise? He promises us to, that we will bear fruit if we abide in him. And that's a, that's a cool thing. Abiding fruit is just like having other people come to know Jesus around you and you loving Jesus more and uh, finding more joy in the world. You know, you have fruits of the Spirit where you're gracious and you're humble and, and that's fruit. That's what it means. And so what does this say about Jesus? And so Jesus is actually saying that he is the vine. Jesus himself is the vine. And so that only through abiding in Jesus that we can experience life. So Jesus, he died and he was resurrected. And so in Jesus, we can also abide in that life of the the branch. The branch is life and, you know, apart from that is death. And so in the same way, through this, we can see that we can have life. And so every time we look at the text and it says something, uh, if it's not even about Jesus, all of the Bible is pointing to Jesus. And so once you see Jesus, you can see the gospel. You know, Jesus is the gospel when we see him rightly. And so what does it say about me through Jesus? It says, I'm helpless on my own, but Jesus wants me to abide in him so that he can be seen as strong. And so as I'm reading this, I think it's just cool to see how in abiding in him and praying to him and reading our Bible, it's he is getting seen as strong and you know, kind and compassionate. It's like a paralyzed man. You know, if you're like, you're on a chair and you're paralyzed and you have a friend that helps you a lot and he's always giving you food and he's tending to you. And then you have a guest coming. It's like, how would you glorify your friend? Well, you would simply ask things and through your request, your guest would see that you were completely helpless and that your friend is strong and compassionate. And through this exaltation of how much you rely on him, he's getting the glory. So this changes my prayer life when I read. It's like, when I pray, it's like, I can ask God and he wants us to rely on him so that we can bear fruit. He doesn't, it's not a burden for God to do things for us. He wants to. And so this gives him glory, it gives through us bearing fruit. He wants us to bear fruit. So you guys see what it means like for me. This scripture is like talking about prayer, but it talks about other stuff. And that's just one way it's teaching you to trust God. So is this becoming clear? I hope it is because it's we're coming to a wrap. <laughs> I'm sorry if you came to this podcast and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm dude, I'm going to get this. I'm going to I'm going to get it down. I don't know how to trust God and everything. And you may be disappointed by what I said. It's like, oh, this, other, this guy is saying the same stuff. Just read your Bible, man. He's gave me some questions to ask, like, what is this? But this author and pastor in Iraq said this. He says, there's no golden bullet for the Christian life. And it's really true. It's like every day it takes us to be abiding in him. But I'm still going to do my best job every episode to talk about ways we can live out the Christian life. When I first got the idea of this podcast... I was worried about my grades. I was going to bed and I was just really worried about it. You know, it's like, I just need to, I just need to trust God. And I think I was just praying about it, thinking about it. And I was like, at the end of the day, when we trust God with something, we have to be willing for God to speak into it and say, are you willing to like, let this go and see a better vision and glory for what it actually means? He wants that for us. He wants us to have the most joy that our joy uh, will be filled. 
if, if we're worried about our job or finances, God's going to ask if if we're willing to let it go. And I just want to ask, like, are you willing to let it go and uh, let it go with me as we talk about different topics each week or each month of what it means to trust God? So thanks for joining in. It was a delight for me, and I hope that you can come back and hear some more. In next episode, we're going to talk about how to trust God in pain and suffering. Yep, that's how you trust God, bro.